From the HBA Podcast Studio in New York City, welcome to The Medium Rules. I'm Alan Baldishan. How did it go from an idea to a fully formed PBS primetime hour of television? Uh, well, that was John and myself. <laughs> <laughs> Phil has been dubbed the Borscht Belt Bourdain. Are you listening, Phil? You're in love. Talk a little bit about the challenges. You know, make it original while still ticking off the boxes. We're sitting at the, you know, the famous table where he's, I'll have what she's having. And no one acted out the fake orgasms. No. Um, Although the hot dogs were very good. Joining me today in the HBA podcast studio are Rich Rosenthal and John Badola to the hit Netflix show, Somebody Feed Phil. The show stars Phil Rosenthal, best known as the creator of the long-running and extremely popular network sitcom, Everybody Loves Raymond. This show, Somebody Feed Phil, features Phil on screen as host and narrator as he travels the great cities of the world seeking authentic culinary experiences and authentic moments of human interaction. Phil has been dubbed the Borscht Belt Bourdain, and he brings a very specific sensibility to the show, which is part New York City Jewish outer borough, Phil grew up in Queens, part L.A., where Phil lives now with his wife and family, and part parts unknown, um, the Bourdain show, as well as a part, an ode to human understanding through cooking and eating. Rich, who is Phil's brother, is an executive producer, and John is an executive producer and the director. Somebody Feed Phil debuted on PBS under the name All Have What Phil's Having and moved to Netflix after its first season and underwent a name change to Somebody Feed Phil. In this, its third season and second season on Netflix, the show has found a groove. Somebody Feed Phil is gorgeously shot and produced. It is lively, warm, funny, and entertaining, and it has incredible depth. In a nutshell, Somebody Feed Phil, in my opinion, delivers the best that the medium of television currently has to offer. On this podcast, Rich, John, and I will talk about the origin story and evolution of the show and their experiences and observations moving from public network television to the world of Netflix and OTT and talk about finding their audience. I think you'll enjoy this great conversation. So with that, let's get started. John and Rich, welcome to The Medium Rules, and thank you both for being here. Thank Thanks you for having us. us. Um, all right, so let's get, uh, let's get some basics out of the way. Um, who came up with the idea for somebody feed Phil at the time, I'll have what Phil's having? Um, and how did it go from an idea to a fully formed PBS primetime hour of television? Uh, Rich, why don't I let you take a quick um, I think I, Philip has told this story quite a few times, but, but uh, he was doing, uh, he was doing uh, Raymond at the time. And uh, during hiatus, one of the hiatus seasons, uh, he asked Ray what he was doing for, uh, for uh, you know, vacation over hiatus. And, uh, you know, Ray said, oh, I'm just going down to Jersey Shore. Philip said, you know, do you ever go to, uh, do you ever go overseas? Do you ever go to Italy? Uh, which is, you know, his, uh, his ancestry. And he said, no, I'm not really interested in other cultures. That was the thing, although Philip does it with Ray's voice. And, uh, you know, Philip thought, you know, we should really do that show. We should really, we should really do that show where where Ray goes to uh, Italy, uh, sort of fish sort out of water, ex idea. exactly, and yeah. not that interested, and comes back really excited about travel uh, and everything that Italy has to offer, which is really what Phil is about. Um, and they did the show, and sure enough, that happened to Ray, and Phil, that's 
you know, where Philip oh, really got the germ of the idea that, gotcha. you know, to, to show people other culture, other foods, and get them ex as excited uh, as he is. So uh, that's how it started. Uh, he'll say it took, and it probably did, took 10 years uh, for him to actually uh, sell the idea to someone who would who would buy it, he had a couple of uh, fits and starts. Uh, he had he had done one uh, a show for for Amex, uh, you know, which was he, you know, he kind of learned what not to do yeah. on 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 that one, uh, and that was, and then uh, you know, and then we sold it, ended up selling it to WGBH. Um, and that's, and it was somewhat, I mean, I would say it was somewhat fully formed, but you always kind of find each episode yeah. in, in the edit. Sure. In other words, what the arc of each show is. Um, but I would say that was the germ. That's, that's where the germ came from. Not to skip ahead, but yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. you say that because the shows now definitely have a, uh, a consistency a little bit in terms of. You know, we, we we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. But you sort of you have set pieces e to some extent. Yes, well, you always because yeah, right. Because <clears throat> we'll always we always have good research right on on who are the you know the restaurants to go to, the best chefs to go to, right. So we always come in with that, but we always leave room for serendipity, and you know, and this is what's so great about the production and John and 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 uh, the DPs that we work with is they they understand the show. The show is yes, we you know we meet people along the way. We meet the chefs and we meet sidekicks and we go to great places to eat and we have always have great food, but you never know when you're going to meet someone at the next table or someone comes up to him or something happens and just that's kind of where the magic happens. And then also we like to put him in sort of situations that he may not be that comfortable in because, you know, he likes to be comfortable. Yeah. And so... You know, like in Vietnam, we have him uh, in a pond at four o'clock in the morning looking for uh, lotus, lotus roots. Yeah, lotus roots, and that was something that was greatly deliberated. Remember, we were like, it was like, oh, he, how am I going to go in there? Am I going to have a boat? Am he I going like, like to get wet? He doesn't like to get wet. Well, he doesn't like to be uncomfortable <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. So even when we, you know, we when we do the show, we do the show at like the best time. Of year, that's because I mean, truth is, we like to um, we like to show off any city we go to in the best possible light. Yeah. But also, Philip, but also, he doesn't want to be too hot or too cold. That's so funny. Well, and so, anytime we can get him in a situation that he's a little uncomfortable in, it doesn't always work. Right, exactly. But you do. But, but we you. and we shoot enough. John shoots enough, so. Uh, we can always leave it out if it's not great. A spoiler alert on the Dublin episode on the current season when he, the, the scene where he goes for the polar swim yes. is unbelievable. And he yes. comes out purple, but he's, <laughs> he's had this unbelievably fun experience and it just, it just comes off, it comes yeah. out of the TV set at you. Yeah, and I have to say that was something. It was that was completely that was his idea. I remember we were shooting at a restaurant in Dublin. It wasn't going. I I think that's probably why because it was like it was a great place. Remember, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a great place in Dublin. The food was delicious, but it wasn't a great scene. And I remember him saying, "It's like you know what we should do. We should go back and I should go. <laughs> I should go swim yeah. in the thing." So people always think like almost there's nothing we ever do 
contrived. In other words, that was not planned. Like we had gone and visited those guys, the happy pair guys in yeah. Greystones. Philip did not want to get into the water that morning. Uh, we offered it up and that was like, you know, sometimes it's a little too much out of his comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But he, you know, he, I remember him at the restaurant saying, you know, we should, and so we just did. Mm -hmm. We just, we took the entire, I'm sure we completely freaked out our segment producer, but, but <laughs> we just remember, we just like yeah. left. It was like four o'clock or five o'clock in the afternoon. Went to see him and he, God bless him. He did it. Oh, it was and incredible. it was great. Yeah. And that's one of the things about, about the show is that, you know, Phil has such incredible instincts and yeah. writes as he goes and we help him. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a shaping of a story on the fly. So, you know, he realizes, oh, you know, this, that's gonna this, be really this is what's going to be great. Yeah. Well, that, that, uh, that, uh, we digress a little bit, which is fine. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but but I, I made the comment yeah. to John last we're night. We're not good, but we're slow. That's fine. Uh, I made the comment to John last night, Rich, that um, and, and John was like, "Don't say that on podcast." But but I I feel like I'm a big fan of the Before movies by Linklater. Yeah, and I feel like it has that the show has that picaresque quality of in random encounters that lead to these little moments of insight. Yes. Like that movie, or like Slacker, you know, and that's an incredible magic to achieve in a documentary where, of course, you know it's going to be, it's supposed to be real life, but to have the mo the little moments of human interaction along the way uh, is... Uh, yeah. Is, is And that's something you never know until you're there. Yeah. Like we never, like like I said, we can, we, can, we can do a bunch of research and find the best chef, you know, find, try to get, you know, in with the best chefs and the, and try to find the most interesting side sidekicks and we interview them on Skype beforehand so we know that there's you know hopefully there will be some chemistry there. Yeah. Uh, but the stuff that really, you know, really jumps out is the stuff we we find when we're there. We're talking with the locals. People will come over to you know, or he'll just like start up a conversation with someone, like this like this woman in Cape Town that we found in you know some what was it like the, some deli like not a deli but like a yeah, prepared like a prepared store. food store, and she turned out to be that was like the whole you know that was the greatest part of the show if not one of the best sort of interactions Moments. we've ever had on yeah. the, on the show. Um. From a creative perspective, talk a little bit about the challenges uh, working and doing a show at PBS. Hmm. Well, <laughs> you know, you're like, where to begin? Maybe a little unfair to PBS, but what, just just institutionally. In no, that box. I mean, I mean, I I think you know, uh, one thing for a place like PBS is that funding is always an issue. Um, hmm. I think are our, our, we wanted more than anything to do the show. And the resources were a little bit limited. So we really had to find a way to, um, you know, get it done with what we had. I mean, it, I don't want to make it sound like there was nothing because, the, the, you know, there was a, a normal... It's all relative, uh, too. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, but, um, you know, that's one thing. The other thing was at that time we were finding the show. Um, you know, yeah. a difference between PBS and Netflix is that we, we had already done a season of it by the time we got to Netflix. So when we were at PBS, um, we, along with their, you know, executive team were, you know, trying to figure out exactly what it was and what we could do 
with the parameters we had. What, 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 they, they were very much, especially in post, I think they were much more concerned about it having a theme and a real strong arc. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some, some shows could have that. Um, but some some shows didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean. There was always something. There was also there's always something that Philip finds where wherever he goes. Uh, like, like we were talking before, it's like if he's in New York, do you know he knows he knows what New York is going to be, right? It's going to be his new. You know, he, you know, it's going to be his New York when he's in you know, when he's in Italy. He knows Italy really. Well. You know, he he he's that's the one place he's traveled quite a bit. Uh, but when he went to Tokyo in I'll Have What Phil's Having, he didn't know, you know, he's, he's never been to, he had never been to Asia before, so he didn't know what it meant. But, but he found what it was, and it was the sort of the, the quietude among the chaos, right? Or the, or the, or the very, the perfection among the chaos, you know, in the, in the sushi places yeah. and in some of the other places that he found. And so sometimes you do have a strong theme and sometimes you don't. And to us, it's like if it's entertaining, if it moves, if it still has a, you know, a nice arc to it and you're not, you know, you're not bored, that's fine. They had a much bigger problem. They, they, you know, some of the notes we would get is like, you know, you'd have a nighttime scene, you know, we'd have a nighttime scene and then we'd, you know, it would be the next day and, and they would be like, how do you know it's the next day? I'm like, Wow. You know okay. what I mean? Do you and want to show the sun coming up? Exactly. It was a little it was that, too it was that it was literal. a little bit literal and on the nose. And the other thing is that they were doing, you know, they would have like five or six people giving notes and they would just you know, it's which for you know, for us who are in the in the edit, that's it's really annoying and because you're because you're producers. you've got because you've got then conflicting notes because you're not consolidating the notes. I know this is a little too much in the no, notes, no, no, but no, no, you know no, what no. I mean. It's, it's exactly. But if what you I'm have, but if you have, if you have five people giving notes and you're not consolidating, then you're just looking at a, a mess of stuff where almost every beat of the show is being commented on by someone. And you're like, what notes do we take? And very early on, we said, we'll only take the notes that seem, you know, right to us. Yeah, and that yeah. was it. And yeah. we were really strong about that. And yeah. that's the great thing about Philip, who's, you know, he's had success, so he doesn't have to. You know, it's like this is the show we want to do, and we're gonna. This is the show we're going to do. And so you can give us all the notes we want. We're happy to take them, but. We ultimate, might not do them. But ultimately, we may not do them. <laughs> Does that, uh, has that friction, uh, and, and we'll talk about what challenges there are in Netflix, but has that friction gone away? Has that creative you still, space You still been get cleared? notes. Usually, if there's, but there, I mean, I would just say we get far fewer notes from Netflix, and some of them are very good. And we do try to address every note in some way because, you know, we always find that if there is a note, if there is something that's bothering them, they may not be able to articulate it, but it may be something that we need to look into. And very often it's like, oh, you know, it's a line or it's this or it's a cut or something like that. And you change it and you realize that you've, and you make it, and you yeah. make, yeah, and you make it better. Yeah. So a lot of times, even when we fight, we'll look at it. And we'll see. And a lot of times, yeah, okay, we can live with that. Okay. So, which is which is yeah. a typical thing for yeah, any, for any show, of course. You sure. know. And the one thing I was going to say about our relationship it can't be a closed, sealed. No, and I mean they, you know, networks know their viewership and know their habits and know what they, you know, how how your particular show is going to fit into their slate of programming and at a network, yeah, and so yeah. they have ideas about how they want it to be. You know, and I mean, going back to PBS for a second and WGBH. Um, 
you know, they had ideas about making a, a certain f- kind of show. Yeah, with a format that was an accepted format for, you know, food and TV shows and, you know, maybe a little bit funny. And, and you know, Philip is an incredibly creative guy and, and has ideas about, uh, you know, really crafting comedic scenes. And, you know, that always didn't always jive, you know, so we had to figure out ways to you know, make it original while still ticking off the boxes they really wanted us to tick off. And, you know, sometimes some of those remained empty. (laughs) (laughs) Like it or not. Um, So I I think we'll pick up that theme because I think that's, that's, you know, really interesting and telling um, in terms of the contrast and, and, and the evolution of content in the two mediums. But let's, sort of stay a little bit linear for a moment. And uh, Rich, how did the show end up on Netflix? And 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 I know 0.0 so, is part of that story, which is the... Well, 0.0, we company. actually, we actually uh, enlisted early on. Yeah. Uh, just because we uh, they knew... Were, they were from the exactly, beginning. Exactly, from the beginning when yeah. we had... I'll have what Phil's having, because we knew... Obviously, they had done no reservation. I mean, you know, uh, they well, had me, done no reservations. Just because people they, may they, not Sorry, know. yes, it is in, uh, the the production company that zero point zero production, New York based. Um, full disclosure, Chris I and Lydia. Them, yes, actually. so Chris and Lydia, uh, who who uh, run uh, ZBZ and and Anthony Bourdain were uh, had met a long time ago and had done all of his shows. They did all the parts uh, unknown shows, and because of that, right? And because of that, uh, we knew they had. Uh, great boots on the ground everywhere internationally and stuff. And since so we were going to be so from a logistics point of view, we knew that they knew great people, and we and that's why and and we knew it was a great company, and that's why we went with them. We do six episodes uh, under I'll have what Phil's having for PBS. Uh, we here it does you know we knew it did very well, uh, did actually really really well in its in its time slot. Won uh, James Beard Award uh, for best show, for best food show. But then there was like, we didn't know if it was going to get picked up or not. And, and we, we, you know, we wanted to, you know, keep moving. We wanted to move ahead. You know, we have got crew that we really like. We've got, you know, now we've got, uh, you know, post-production that really, that gets the show. You know, you don't want to lose, you know, you don't want to lose those people to other things. We want to keep moving and they're just not pulling the trigger. Um, so eventually... Uh, I mean, this was a pretty dragged out process, but eventually we decided to take it to other places. And Netflix had already, I think, uh, had they already licensed, I think, to license the show for Netflix. So they had already had it on Netflix. Yeah. Which, by the way, just, um, I think it, it, that it grew exponentially. Like people seeing the show once it went to Netflix, obviously. Before you know. they actually did a deal for new episodes. Yes. So you had your... So we had all have what Phil's having, having the six episodes there. And there was Exporting Raymond even, even And there was also that. Exporting Raymond, which is my brother's documentary about him going to Russia uh, to, to, try uh, to try to, to make uh, Everybody Loves Raymond right. in Russia. Um, so... Then it's trying to extricate ourselves. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, where where some of the conventions that are still on the show now had their beginnings, like the Skype call with the parents, Max and Helen. Which is a great, I love that. Yeah. By the way, as a fan. So that all started, that was where Philip said, okay, if we do the show, that's going to be going on every episode. 
And so we do that every episode we do. It's more or less a, you know, a recap. You know, it used to be, actually, it used to be thought of as like, oh, because it'll be, you know, as my brother says, like a postcard back home where we tell them, but it turns into the Max and Helen show every time we do it because they're just insane. And And they're uh, automatic every single time. And they're, yes. They've never never let us down. They're always hilarious. They've never disappointed. Do they rehearse? We digress again, but... No, they, no, although I remember no my, father, no my father saying after the first couple, uh, what are we going to talk about? Because I want to, and I'm like, no, you're right. not going to, because I'm sure call. my, like, although I do think my father come, like, thinks about jokes before he goes, I think he does. He's like, starting he to read could, his own press, know, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But no, then you, they don't, they don't yeah. know. And they don't know we're calling until... A couple of days before we call. Okay. I mean, they know we're gonna right. call. Uh, I think my mother dreads it, and my father looks forward to it. But I think they both love being recognized, like on the street. Like my mom sometimes gets written. That that's she that's that's very sweet. That she oh loves. my god! What a yeah, 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 yeah. Very quickly to wrap up the how you got on Netflix story. It turned out that WGBH wasn't going to. They didn't. I, I think they were trying to get you know, funds together or something like that to, you know, to try to get the money. I think PBS was giving half WG, you know, WGBH, which is the, you know, the, the affiliate that also, you know, that helps produce the, the show. Uh, they just didn't, they didn't put it together. Yeah. And so we had the opportunity. Netflix wanted it. And uh, I mean, it took a while, but that's how it got. It took but a while literally, for, that's how it just got on. For, and for the right, for the deal, like literally. The yeah. For the, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. exactly. And then why the change in title? How did that happen? Uh, WGBH and the last have... Uh, oh, they didn't? No. Are you guys... Do you prefer the new title or, or what's yes. your feeling? I think we do now. I do now. Yeah. I, I think it was very hard at first. Titles are hard. title Because titles yeah. are really hard and it took us a really long time. And let's face it, they accrue what we call brand equity. They accrue yeah. a personality. And yeah. you know, you kind of let it go. Yeah. But you know, that's also something like Bourdain started with a cook's tour and then went to I think No Reservations and then went to Parts, Parts Unknown and yeah. you know, as he switched networks. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. And, and we that, had that weird story where Philip and I were in uh, uh it was Nancy Silverton's daughter who who I think came up with the title I'll have what Phil's having and he she called him to tell her, you know, to asking about the title and Philip and I were sitting at Katz's Deli. We were sitting at the, you know, the famous table where he's, I'll have what she's having. And literally we were, so we were sitting at that That table table when she called with the idea for the show. And we were like, okay, well, we got to do that. That's the name. And no one acted out the fake orgasms. No. Okay. Um, Although the hot dogs were very good. Talk a little bit about how, the show, how, how the additional budget has made certain creative uh, decisions and differences possible and, and what, how that's impacted how you guys make the show. John and Bezel's show. have it. Sure, yeah. Exactly. Rick is <laughs> over here. <laughs> yes, the, diff- yes. <laughs> the difference is I'm much more comfortable. Exactly. Um, I drive no, a Bentley. But, uh, I mean, look, Netflix is a juggernaut. It's redefining the TV industry. Um, we are the happy beneficiaries of you know their success to a certain extent at this point. Um, the budget increased significantly, which you know allowed us to do things like add a couple more shoot days, mm-hmm. which is really important. 
um, for us for a number of reasons. You know, probably the most uh, important factor there is that it allowed us to leave room for what we were talking about before, <clears throat> which is the serendipity um, of meeting somebody we didn't plan on or um, hearing about something when we're there um, that we didn't plan on and having the time to be able to go back and do that. And, you know, the, the time to be able to, you know, do what we did in the Dublin episode, for instance, that we were talking about. And earlier. also to leave out scenes because, you know, we, we shoot, you know, you shoot for eight days and you can't fit everything in. So you really get to call the best, the best scenes that you have, the best moments that you have. Right. So that's really a luxury for us. Uh, because, you know, that, that's, I mean, that's, it does, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work, you know, sometimes, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. it just, you know, the, the chemistry is not there or something like that and it just doesn't work. So it's nice to be able to leave a couple of scenes on the table. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then the other big thing for us is that the, you know, the photography and, and building out a sense of place by shooting, you know, the little transitional scenes, which we call essays to try to help really, um, you know, build out the the portrait of the place where Philip is, you know, and that takes time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that part of it. And then, you know, the other part is in post-production, um, giving us a little bit more time to craft uh, the shows. And, you know, um, you had mentioned that you felt like the shows maybe were a little tighter maybe we're a little bit more dynamic than they, you know, have, have been in the past, or at least it's been an evolution. And, and part of that is because really Philip has the time to pay incredibly close attention to everything and to write to the, you know, footage that we've gotten and to, um, you, you know, build it out and make it great. The show to me has somewhat of an, an touristic feel. Definitely. Um, and that's obviously a, a credit to, to, the, to, the, to the creative team, but, but obviously it's, it's, it's a credit to Phil's sensibility. Oh, yeah. How involved was Phil in the transition from PBS to Netflix? And does he feel that he's got more space to be the auteur with respect to his show? I think he always felt it was his sensibility. Whoever it is, whether it was PBS or we send Netflix, we send them a rough cut, right? We, so it's basically, we don't send it unless we're happy with it. And if we're, when I say we, when Philip is happy with it, right? We can, I mean, we have the advantage that, I look, I know his, Philip's sensibility. So when we're in the, when we're doing the edit and we're getting it to a pr pretty decent shape, I pretty much know what he's, you know, what he's going to like. We had a couple of scenes that we know it's a little, you know, we always keep it a little long, uh, both within scene and also maybe some extra scenes that, you know, what do you think of this kind of thing? But he, it's, it's even in the edit where I'm always thinking about Philip's sensibility. It, it definitely, it is definitely his, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's fortunate that you know, Philip and I, and to a large extent, John, have the, a similar sensibility. We all kind of think... You're we all already, in the same direction. The show, and especially the show. after, you know, 18 shows, we really know what the show is about. We yeah. really know. And so it gets easier for us, and in which case it gets easier for Philip, right? Yeah. So the first six, you know you know what I mean? It would His, his involvement in the edit was 
many days, if not weeks, and we've called that down to, you know what I mean? And now, you know what I mean? It's, it's we get still, a lot closer for them. You get a lot closer. Um, in, in part, what I think I mean as I, yeah. as I listen to you speak is, is, it, is there anything to the idea that because you're at Netflix and because there's, you know, there's sort of so many more shows and, and in some ways, you know, it's, they're not, there's no pressure as you indicated in terms of a certain format and a certain show they want, um, that, that there's just a more relaxed approach, which is I'm just going to do whatever I want, you know, whatever works for this creative team there's no, we're not, get, we have no. Well, I will say one thing, which is that with PBS, you had to do what was it, 55 minutes, right? Or 50, what was it, 52 minutes? Yeah, I mean, they I have very strict formatting. So there is, and there is something to be said for that, because let, let's say our Cape Town show, um, I think it's probably less than 50 minutes or yeah. something. It's somewhere so it's between the 45 minutes. Yeah. Sh- it's the shortest one. And that, again, that's, that's a luxury, you know, because you only want to put in the stuff that you really like and you know what I mean? And, yeah. and you don't want to have so, to compress it or and stretch York, it to the time. And New York is over an hour just cause we, you know, it's and just, it didn't feel long. So uh, hopefully, so, yeah. and hopefully that's the case. Yeah. You, t- you tell us. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, no, but hopefully, it, it and hopefully the that's the case. So rough. that is a huge, I mean, uh, you know, the, the ability to deliver something anywhere between 45 and an hour five or whatever, hour 10, we usually don't like to go much over that. That's interesting because, you know. But that is a luxury. They also really respect Philip, I think, you know. uh, I mean, and and getting back to the whole auteurship thing, uh, you know, for me, it's like a master class working with him, both on location and in the edit room. I feel it every day. He's a brilliant guy and, and a nice guy and... Are you listening, Phil? You're in love. Um, I am in love. I, I really do love the guy. It makes me a little sick. Um, but um, I, I like to say a couple things. One is that he really understands the physics of his own comedy. He, he, his instinct is there, and we're all following his instinct, yeah. you know? And that goes for, the, for everybody there. And, you know, the other thing I like to say is that as a director, I feel like my number one responsibility is to set the table for him, as it were, not get in his way, be there to to make sure we've got the coverage of him, not miss uh, a beautiful moment, whether it's funny or poignant. Um, that's my number one goal. And, um, and it really is all in service of his vision and his instinct. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I think the other thing, getting back to Netflix, is that... Um, I think because they're so big and because they're eating the world uh, in, in a way, you know, and, and they have so many different types of programming, it's not like you're at a network that's a little bit more narrow and has a little bit more uh, uh, of, of, a, of a goal in terms of their audience to, you know, serve them exactly one way. I think there's room to be a little bit more genre, you know, uh, uh yeah, or 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 not, you, you know, or or th- there's a way to to be in between genres. There's a way to push a little bit more and be a little bit less defined, and you know. So I, I think that's a nice freedom to have. And in terms of audience, you're gonna just you're you're gonna get a wide berth, but you're gonna get you're you're gonna find the people who are gonna like you are gonna really like you. 
That's right. You know, and, right. and you can sort of build out. And, and I yeah. think, Rich, I mean, my impression anecdotally is that the show has really found its audience and that audience is building. I think we, yeah, I think anecdotally we've, we, and because and, and again, we'll, we'll we don't know that. that. Yeah. Cause People you know, not know yeah, that. Netflix doesn't share data with us. Yeah. Uh, you know, which, which is, is it's not, you know, you, it's with no, no show creators. No, yeah. no. Um, which, but, which is probably good and bad at the same time. I mean, in some ways you don't mm, yeah. you like it for business reasons, but from a... I mean, you kind of want to know. I guess so. I mean, yeah. you kind of want to know. Yeah. And if you think about it as just far as a negotiating... Yeah, that's why I say from right? business I mean, perspective, so, you yeah, would want to so know, of course. You would, you would want to know your, right. your, relative, your relative value. But but we do knew, we do notice anecdotally, I just, you know, Philip and I were just in Chicago uh, last week and, you know, just the number of people who stop him seems... Uh, on you the know, exponential. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. the number of chefs who who know of him, the the uh, being stopped on the street. It's it's uh, it's different. Yeah, it well, feels, response it to screenings that we've response, had, like, yeah, they sell out very quickly. Yeah, it's 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 different. Well, I I, I just anecdotally, um, uh, there was recently uh, a an event at the JCC Manhattan, hmm. and I've been to many events there, um, and I've never seen it sold out. And I've never oh. seen it standing room. I, it was standing room only. Well, that was and. John and myself <laughs> standing in the back. Um, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, and it's you know, yeah, it's been great. One of the things I I love about the show is that you guys linger on um, scenes and very moments. purposefully. Again, that's yeah. you know we don't want to cut away like when it's we want everything to play out and and Philip did the same thing on Raymond if you if you ever watch episodes of that uh, it's very often you're on the you know you stay on you know you you get the you know you really stay on the reaction mm-hmm. after the joke and the and the, and and um, in Raymond yeah, yeah because yeah. it just builds the you know it just builds the humor and I remember even you, you know even in the like the first episode we ever. Uh, we ever cut uh, in Barcelona at El Kim, which is a like a like a breakfast like a breakfast place. And I remember there's an interaction with a couple next to them, and Philip really want like he did not want to cut like did not want to cut. We ended up cutting a little bit because it got a little, but we really try to let everything play out. Just and, let it and, breathe, and, and that's especially a very if it's especially if it's funny, and and that's very against everything that you know. That most things happen Network, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Feel the real time so and the hesitation it, of yes. somebody. And also it's very, not it's very purposeful. And, and, and um, it really is human. And what I mean by that is, and, and, and I'll say, and, and I'm obviously a little bit of a fanboy of the show, mm-hmm. but, I, but I think you guys have creatively raised the filming of the breakfast party, lunch party, and especially dinner party to an art form. Because there are these set pieces mm. of, of the meals. And often, you know, the, the, the people at the dinner party, let's say, in Venice or in Dublin or in New York or wherever, yeah. Hong Kong, don't really know each other that well. And, by, and then you see the relationship, guard, the, everything, everyone's guard goes down, everyone becomes more themselves. The wine is poured, and yep. by the end of it, the warmth oozes out, and the camera is there for the whole right. thing. And that also happened in the first episode. That was when we did the rooftop, and, yeah. and he, Philip came and did not want to go there. Um, he really didn't because <laughs> it was uncomfortable. 
just like he, you know, just like he would be, like he is in real life. I yeah. mean, because we're just, all we're doing is filming him traveling around the world, right? It's not that much, it's not a character. It's not, it, there's very little contrived except for, okay, we're going to go to this, you know, rooftop uh, dinner party where you don't know anyone. Uh, so he was immediately out of his comfort zone. It was awkward. It, I Hopefully you get that in the beginning, but that's what it was like. He was awkward. And then eventually, like you said, the wine flows, the food is amazing, the people are lovely, and it turns into this like holy amazing crap. Amazing experience. Yeah. And it yeah. turns into this amazing Magic experience. Moment. And, yeah. you know, Which we've had, clearly and by the way, and we've had, you know, we have shot not that many, but we've probably shot a couple of scenes like that that didn't work. Yeah. Right? I can imagine. And just like any, right. because not like anything, why would you, show, you know, but, you know, as Philip always says, why would you, show, why would we show that? We want you to go to the, you know, go to the place. And the truth is, it doesn't happen that often. It doesn't. It really doesn't happen. Yeah, our ratio that often is kind of crazy. Is, yeah, because he we he puts himself out there. Things. He's really funny. He really likes meeting people, and so it almost always works out. And and you know? and, and and to to I think give you guys credit, the crew credit, the creative team credit, but the entire crew is feels like there's a family experience, and and Phil brings you guys in to the scenes at times. Mm. Um, and I think that gives an incredible warmth and sort of my sense would be that the, 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 the warmth and closeness of the crew in those scenes adds to yeah. everyone else having a great time. Yeah. He um, creates that for yeah. us, you know, and yeah. every, everybody feels it and it, it's really so much fun to do, I'm you sure. know, yeah. we yeah. feel the love and it hopefully it comes I remember, up. and going back to, you know, just a scene that, you know, some scenes that work don't work. I remember the egg cream scene in in Tokyo, yeah. right? I mean, we're it was deadly. That scene was a little deadly, sure. right? He she he was with the family of a sushi chef, lovely, lovely people. But that scene was going nowhere. There was a I, and big communication I remember, gap, and I remember, but, and know, there was a big communication gap. But it wasn't language. good. The food was like. You know, he was eating. You know, pond the eels. Lo lo what <laughs> yeah. is it? Pond, pond loach. Loach. Pond loach. Which are not it, particularly little, appetizing to not to us. Western people. Yeah. Um, you should have done your John and I do remember, sandwich And routine. I do remember, <laughs> I do remember <laughs> Philip giving me the look like, when are we going to get out of here? Yeah. And, and uh, said, I think we're John, done shooting and I, I think John and I had a conversation and it was like, John was like, you know, we don't really have it yet. And well, let's give it five minutes. And then all of a sudden it turned into this, you know, and again, it was to Phil's credit, uh, they brought up a family tradition that they do every Sunday. And Philip says, my our tra family tradition is egg cream. And he turns to it Philip turns to us and says, let's, you know, kid, you think we yeah. can, we're in Tokyo. We're in we Tokyo. Can find it I somewhere. think we can find milk and you know and chocolate syrup. And he does this egg cream thing, and it's fantastic. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah, and that's just like you know. And again, uh, you know, maybe next time it doesn't work out that way. But it, you know, sometimes you 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 ha you know again you have to push him yeah. out of his and go from sort of little or you know John will just say no we gotta we gotta hang out a little longer. <laughs> but that and that that did that took the family out of their comfort zone like Philip was taken out of his comfort zone with their pond loach. Exactly. So it became this, you know, reversal and yeah. they were so cute, uh. you know, and like most of them thought it was disgusting except for the father the who father wanted who another just one. Loved it. <laughs> so that's perfect. Yeah. Um how uh, how do you guys? So well, that's I, I was going to say. How do you guys kind of collaborate creatively? But that's it. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, just, I mean, you know, usually you, we're you come in. You have the same sensibility. You've been together for a long time now, and 
on the fly that these things just happen, I guess. And yeah. they become they become tropes for us. Like yeah. obviously there's Helen and Max, which are in every, who are in every show, but the egg creams made a comeback, you know, in, and I don't want to ruin the show for anybody, but if you watch the New York episode. Yeah, that's right. Uh, egg creams always make a comeback. Yeah, you know, and I would imagine that if we're lucky enough to do more of these, that they'll come back again. Come yeah. Back again. And, you know, you, you know, we, and again, there's a lot of writing on the show. You don't necessarily, you know, it's not a written show, but obviously Philip is writing in his head when he's talking to people. It's, he writes again when we do, he writes again when we do, uh, interviews which are just us bouncing questions off of him and then he writes in the VO you know uh, you know after after the show is in and those are all opportunities to make the show better and funnier uh and more entertaining so there is quite a you know he does quite a bit of writing on the show for how long do you think Phil wants to do this four days forever 50 yep okay that's the answer I was gonna say because four days he doesn't always seem like it but he does it's really Sometimes fun, and I think, really really, fun. I think he really, I think he really is having fun. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been, I've been uh, privately pushing John. You got to do a city in Canada. Oh, we definitely Montreal. Well, well, we were Montreal. thinking Montreal, maybe, yeah. Tor- maybe Toronto. And it's funny we we're thinking Montreal, but maybe Toronto. Yeah, and, and, and we're definitely doing Chicago, and we're definitely doing Chicago. Yeah. And recently, I mean, it, it's funny in terms of trying to measure how the show's doing. Social media obviously is a big feedback for us, and. Um, we get more and more people saying, please come yeah. to our country, right. please come to our city. And recently it's been Canada. There have been, there've been a, uh, Canadians whole, love it, a whole bunch of Canadians have been and asking Brazil. us to come. Yeah. And, and Brazil. And Brazilians. Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. somewhat random twinning. Of yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. Don't know yeah. Although I remember talking to someone at Tastemade, you know, Tastemade, yeah. the thing, and they said their second biggest uh, market is Brazil. Oh, really? So I, I have no idea why, but okay. they're very yeah, into food. And, so we, and I know Netflix would love us to go back to South America. So we'll, we'll definitely do uh, like Rio or Sao Paulo. So, John, obviously, uh, you know, on Netflix, it's not the traditional uh, kind of television distribution model either. Um, can you talk a little bit about that difference um, going from network to Netflix and how that might also impact how you think about audience? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, this isn't really my area of expertise particularly, but, um, you know, the, the way that content creators uh, make deals with someone like Netflix is very different because they're in 190 countries they when your show is released it i think typically releases to all of them at the at same the time, time with a touch it's already button. it's already been versioned they've already done subtitles in many different languages and some dubbing in different languages and you know what that does to the deal is there's there's no you know ancillary markets there's no back end obviously there's no, there's no home home video there's um you know all that stuff needs to be figured in and and you know i think typically it's a buyout and and that's the way it works um, but, uh, that's one of the major differences I think in, you know, for, for content creators working with a place like Netflix. And do you think that that is, that's different obviously from it, from the perspective of building your audience, do you think that's better or worse? Um, 
Uh, it's an interesting question. I mean, I, I think uh, it's really cool to all of a sudden be worldwide. I would think so. And especially for a show like ours, and I think it was one of the things that Netflix found attractive about us is that we are an international show. Yeah. We do go everywhere, you know, or, or a lot of places. Uh, and so it makes a lot of sense. And they are also in those markets, so there's a cross-promotional value for them, you know, from a creative standpoint, I mean, it's great to just get things out to as many people as possible and, you know, to be able to start to get feedback. Uh, that must be a great feeling. To oh, yeah. wake up the next day and you're all over the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's also, no, but it'll also be nice when we travel next to have people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because even when we were in Venice, people came up to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just nice. Yeah. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually feeds into then the show, you know, the show and let's fill up again you know make contact with more and more people yeah, you know yeah. as 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 we travel around the world so it's pretty amazing yeah, yeah yeah the one funny thing is what you know one of the demographics that the show seems to appeal to the most is older folks you know because max and helen have a huge following not that it's just older folks everybody loves them but um you know, some, sometimes I think we get concerned that a lot of people or some people who want to watch the show haven't yet learned how to use Netflix and, you know, internet enabled <laughs> television. <laughs> you know, so like a big a part of our audience needs to be educated how to access the show, you know. Yeah, but I think, I think that's all changing pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. As a creative team, um, are you thinking of any other shows, any other projects? I mean, I would just, I would just say that, that, um, you know, as we travel the world, we meet right. certain people who are wonderful and, uh, you know, who beg maybe a little bit more attention and leave it exactly. at that. <laughs> Happy people. Yes. Na- give me this narrative or doc style. Similar. I think similar type okay. things, but maybe okay. with a different, with a different bent, okay. but, but keeping within, you know, sort of like, you know, happy people doing yeah. happy things. And how beautiful is it to be, who knows what works out, but to be in Netflix where it's just, you can just so imagine that you would have the freedom to try something else in a way. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's still hard to, you know, look, you sure, still got to, you know, you still got to green light it and you still have to, you know, sure. pitch it. But look, the advantage of doing it there is that when they really like something, they get behind it. You get a number of episodes. You don't have to worry about writing it and then doing a pilot and then, you know, hoping it gets into the schedule and all that and stuff. And also you can build audience a little more, uh, obviously you need audience in the, but, but it's not like, oh my God, we, if we, if we do this and we don't have this ratings and we're, we're done and we're so done, it's like, there's a long tail. Yeah, I mean, I think build. I think they have a metrics in their head. You know, how many people versus the cost of the show. I'm sure, sure that I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that factors into everything they yeah. do. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's certainly freeing. Well, listen, guys, this has been fantastic. Um, I really appreciate your coming in, um, and uh, we'll be watching. Thanks very much. Wonderful. Again, thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for having thanks us, Alan. Alan. Thanks, guys. That's a wrap on this episode of The Medium Rules with Alan Baldishin. For more information, go to our website at www.hballp.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.